An IOC Evaluation Commission is wrapping up its visit to Almaty, Kazakhstan on Wednesday. You're listening to the latest Around the Rings podcast. I'm Nicole Bennett. The Evaluation Commission arrived in Almaty on February 14th to evaluate the city's progress on its bid for the 2022 Winter Olympic Games. One of two cities, either Almaty or Beijing, will be chosen to host the 2022 Olympics at the IOC session in Kuala Lumpur on July 31st. Around the Rings European editor Mark Bisson is in Almaty to cover the group's visit and joins us now. So thank you for joining me, Mark. First, I just wanted to ask, what is your impression of Almaty? Well, my first impressions are, are pretty good. I mean, we've been here four days. Um, there's a, a few international journalists here and a selection of Chinese journalists. Not that many, to be honest. Um, some domestic media joining for venue tours. But um, I think uh, Almaty has a lot going for it. The mountains are just 20 minutes away. The city's compact. It's a city of 1.7 million people. The IOC is staying in the Ritz-Carlton. They're holed up there in briefings with the Almaty 2022 bid team over four days. They have more meetings tomorrow before the final press conference. The Ritz-Carlton is just opposite the Sunkar Jumping Hills, uh, right in the heart of the city, and that is a real bonus for Almaty. Um, Media is staying at the Intercontinental a, a short cab ride away. So how have the IOC 2022 Evaluation Commission members spent the past four days and which venues have they been able to see? Well, on Saturday, the Commission opened its briefings with the Almaty 2022 bid behind closed doors at the Ritz-Carlton. As is normally the case, media are banned these um, high-level talks between politicians and the IOC. Um, and basically, the, the Almaty bid rolls out the red carpet with a, a series of uh, presentations from covering different aspects of the, the 14 themes of the, the bid book, which is, was submitted January 6th. Uh, there was a photo opportunity at the Ritz-Carlton before media were ushered away. The IOC have been out um, on Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. Uh, Akbulak is a cross-country and biathlon venue. Pretty much most of it is built. It will be renovated uh, for the Games. They've been to Shimbulak, which is the Alpine and Super G venue. Very impressive. It's used year-round already. There will be a $100 million upgrade uh, for the Games. Um, they've also been past Olympic City and had a briefing about how that will be turned into the uh, venue for the IBC, the MPC, and also a, a big uh, curling arena and, and speed skating arena. That is, is the biggest project for Almaty and will cost considerable, considerable sum of money. The Ice Palace is interesting. That is a 12,000-seat uh, arena, which is probably similar um, in size to the Bolshoi Ice Palace um, for Sochi. Uh, that is going to be used for the uh, 27. 2017 Winter Universiad, so that will already be in place uh, by 2017, ready for the Olympics. Um, one of the most interesting and perhaps most attractive of all the venues that the IOC have seen um, is the Medio Speed Skating Oval in the foothills of the Almaty Mountains, just 20 minutes from the city. Um, this venue was built in 1951, has been renovated on, on a, a number of occasions, but it is described as the iconic landmark of Almaty. When you talk to uh, some of the volunteers involved in this, um, in this IOC bid, bidding evaluation, they say uh, that is the, that's the, the tourist attraction and the, and the venue that they hold most dear um, in the city. It's uh, a very interesting venue in that it's been party to uh, 200 world Soviet records over the course of many years. I think the last 
record was in 1986. So all of them have been superseded um, in recent years, but it does have a special place in the hearts and minds of Almaty people. It, it's an open-air venue, uh, so you can see the mountain backdrop behind it. Um, and the IOC, I think, would have been very impressed with that. Uh, you don't get many of these um, types of venues around the world. Uh, it's a traditional venue. It, it's old. It will be updated. It will have a roof on, perhaps permanent, perhaps temporary. Um, and it's the highest ice rink in the world at 1,700 metres. So that I think um, the ski jumping hills and the speed skating oval at Medier were perhaps uh, among the most impressive for the IOC. And, and again, under blue skies and sunshine conditions to, to see these. Now, I know you mentioned that when they arrived, they met behind closed doors and, and had, you know, an initial tour that wasn't necessarily open to the media. But have you since then, members of the media, have they had the opportunity to speak with the IOC inspectors? Well, there was only one chance uh, on, the, on the schedule, and that was um, yesterday at the speed skating oval, uh, Medio speed skating oval in uh, the foothills of the Almaty Mountains. Um, it was a very brief um, intersection with the IOC the delegations led by Mr. Dukov, all smiles. And I did ask him what his impression was of the, uh, of the trip so far. He, he said it was a very good impression. So I think the, the IOC would please mean that they perhaps would say that. They, they would say their criticism for the evaluation report, which is coming out in June and will be a, a document that is, is meant to guide IOC members when they vote um, on July 31st in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, so it was a brief photo opportunity and there wasn't really any chance to to interview members of, of the IOC panel. Um, I tried to, to speak to uh, uh, a few members. Adam Pengilly, the British IOC member, uh, did spare a few words for Around the Rings. Uh, but then they were whisked off. They, were, they went off very quickly up to uh, Schumbrilak, um, the Alpine resort. I mean, they have a busy schedule, but I'm not sure necessarily that uh, this is the, the right way to treat media. Perhaps during these evaluation commission trips, there they should be a halfway point where there is a a brief, uh, a brief, no media opportunity for for uh, reporters to uh, to put their questions to the IOC Commission. There were about fifty or sixty reporters uh, up in the mountains, uh, mostly domestic media. Um, and and what we found during the course of these four days is that very few questions have come from domestic media. Very little criticism uh, about the bid. Uh, very few awkward questions for the bid team, which is led by. Um, Andrei Kryukov. Um, so most of the uh, awkward questions have come from the international media and a few uh, a few Chinese media present. Uh, so you've discussed so far what you know the the impression the IOC has had. Um, what has the Almaty 2022 bid team been telling media at their daily press briefings? Well, as is normally the case with these daily press briefings, that they come very late in the day after a long, hard slog for the, uh, the bid team in, in talks with, um, with the IOC officials. Um, the Almaty team seem to be pretty pleased about the reaction and feedback they've gained from the IOC over the course of uh, uh, the last three or four days. You know, every day the, the IOC cover different themes of the bid book um, and the, the Almaty bid have, have, have rolled out a few athletes at these um, evening press conferences uh, to try and better explain their bid to the media and also to uh, um, you know, give, the, give media the chance to, to put their questions to athletes. And I think it's, it's worked uh, fairly well. Um, Andre Krakow has admitted to, to me that it's, it's hard work. It's, uh, it's long, long days, very little sleep. But you know, this is what all bid teams go through 
um, at this during this phase of the uh, the bidding process. And uh, um, I spoke to him yesterday in a, in a one-to-one interview, and he was um, fairly satisfied that um, they've been doing the best they can here. So, what would you say are the Kazakh bid's strong points? The biggest advantage I think for Amasi is the compact nature of the bid, and this is something that the bid team is playing up um, over the course of uh, recent days. And I think we can see. Uh, more of this to come in the, the narrative they'll be developing in the coming months. Um, the mountains are 20 minutes away. It's a short drive. So for spectators, for athletes, officials, coaches, it'll be easy to navigate the games if they are held um, in this uh, former capital of, of Kazakhstan. And I think, um, you know, 60% of the venues are built. So they require very little renovation. There's a very um, small spend on... Uh, infrastructure and new venues. I think of particular appeal to the IOC is the way the Almaty bid has aligned with Agenda 2020. Uh, the compact bid is, uh, is is very attractive, I think, for the IOC. When we, when we've seen what, what's happened with Sochi, Sochi had a, an enormous amount to do. They they spent a lot of money, estimates put it at 51 billion dollars uh, for venues and infrastructure. They had to build things. They, they had to build tunnels, railroads, and and a huge amount of venues. Um, for Armati, they have very little to build, and that will be a, a, a massive plus for the bid in the coming months. The, the, the issue for Almaty is actually getting this message out to IOC members um, over the next four months, you know, ahead of the IOC vote in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, part of the problem will be that uh, while the message is communicated through media uh, in Kazakhstan itself, how can they get this, this narrative and develop it, evolve it, um, and, and bring it to the to people who matter, who are the IOC members, who are the, the Winter Sports Federations. I think one problem for the Almaty bid is they won't be able to present at Sport Accord in April. That was one of the recommendations uh, passed in IOC reforms, that there will be limited opportunities for bids to present to, uh, to different uh, groups of uh, the Olympic movement around the world. And, and the idea is to slash costs. So the IOC have taken out Sport Accord as an opportunity, and I think that will hurt Almaty rather than Beijing. Beijing has IOC members. Kazakhstan does not have an IOC member, and that could uh, be an issue in the, in, the, in the months ahead for the Almaty bid. But um, Andrei Kraukov uh, said today at the press conference that uh, you know Sport Accord would have been a nice opportunity to, to tell uh, the Winter and Summer Sports Federations and IOC members who are present uh, that they have a, a good story to tell, a compelling reasoned why they should be given the Olympics um, in, uh, in July. Now they only have the Canada Cities briefing in June in Lausanne. So they really need to make uh, a, an enormous effort there to convince IOC members to vote for them. So what happens on Wednesday? As we mentioned, it's the final day of the Commission's visit. Well, tomorrow is, is, is a, a short morning for the IOC. They've got, uh, I think, three hours of meetings, Andre Koukov uh, told me. So there's, there's, still, um, there's still work to do. Um, and there's still plenty of themes to cover. We were told today that the Almaty bid rolled out 30 speakers to brief the IOC officials um, during Tuesday morning and Tuesday afternoon, and that, that will continue tomorrow with uh, more speakers um, focusing on different themes of the bid book. Um, then there will be an IOC photo call with uh, the press um, late morning, and that will be the end of their, their trip pretty much before the uh, IOC press conference. Um, and the IOC press conference on, on uh, Wednesday afternoon is a chance for the IOC to give some 
um, first first real impressions of, of of the Amati bid, having seen every venue up close and having spoken to lots of members of the Amati bid team and politicians. Um, so I think Alexander Dukov, there'll be pressure on him to to deliver some kind of uh, verdict that will not just be bland, but will be uh, um, you know a fair recognition of the the advantages and 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 problems that lie ahead for Amati, and that comes tomorrow, and that wraps up the IOC's visit uh, next month. They travel to Beijing, um, and that will be the uh, the end of the evaluation commission visits. Um, after that come the uh, evaluation report, uh, which is, is published in June. Well, thank you for speaking with me today, Mark. Again, that was ATR European editor Mark Bisson joining us from Almaty to discuss the IOC Evaluation Commission and media's impressions of the city's bid for the 2022 Games. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter. Again, this is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.